the last day I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. So I was a little cranky, but like, not, not your fault. I just wanted to sleep in my own bed for a change. Dude, me too. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the What A Year podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy George. And today we are discussing goal number 18, to take a road trip uh, in a camper van. I've got uh, one of my really good friends and new neighbor, uh, CJ Wheelock, to talk a little bit more about this. CJ, thanks so much for hopping on. You bet, Jeremy. Good to, good to talk to you. Not like we didn't just grab coffee uh, last week. Good to talk to you on a recorded conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked over your email, so I did a little bit of prep work. But um, Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready to let you take it from here. All right. Let's see. CJ and I, we met at Zenefits in 2014. And a little bit of background on CJ. Uh, among many things, he is a West Coast swing dancer, um, an entrepreneur, a Tesla enthusiast, <laughs> And a heavy crypto investor, and I guess now also an NFT trader. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Once once you get down the rabbit hole, you can't quit from crypto. So you get, <laughs> yeah, you get exactly. into weirder and weirder stuff as you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Did I miss anything in that overview? I mean, you didn't touch on my tennis skills or my good looks, but you did a <laughs> you did a decent job. Summarizing. Right. I wanted I wanted to make you look good, so I figured I should stay away from those topics. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off strong. Yeah. No, that's a that's a solid uh, recap. Cool. Well, so we did this on uh, February 15th to the 19th. So it was a five-day trip. Started in Salt Lake City, Utah and ended in Las Vegas. Took our time through plenty of the national parks in Utah. But before getting into all of that, for a little bit of background, I had originally booked this trip already. And I was supposed to go with a, with a different friend of mine. And then those plans fell through so I just kind of threw this Hail Mary on Instagram, right? And I just posted a story trying to see if anyone would want to join in. And I got a few responses, but you were the, you were the one that was certainly most committed. So I guess the first question is, um, what compelled you to respond? Yeah. Um, like you said, we, we go back, I guess, seven years now. We used to lift all the time and we, yeah. we kept in touch. When, when did you go to New York? I can't I remember. I moved to New York two, April 2017. 17. Okay. You'd hit me up when you were home. Um, so we kept in touch and like, we'd have calls every, every so often. Yep. And uh, we, we were overdue for a catch up. So hadn't seen you in forever and I had free time and I was like, why not? I'm not broke. I have plenty of time. Like I just need to get out and do something. Cause I've been going crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I saw that and was immediately like, this, this sounds perfect. Like, why not? You're, you're the kind of person where like, even if you don't talk for a year out of just like, life getting busy there's there's zero um lag when we ever reconnect so despite not having seen you for a while i was like yeah i, I would live in a week uh, a week in <laughs> dude like yeah. ear to ear for i don't know five was, straight days as much as i like you as a person i just wasn't trying to cuddle with you so i don't i don't blame you yeah that, that bed was tight <laughs> yeah it was tight like i've never done a camper van trip so I was like open to the idea. I mean, it's very trendy and fashionable. Like I wanted to see what the millennial craze is all about, but. Did it live up to its hype? I mean, a couple of those pictures did where like the, the one picture out the back with the windows open, that was that um, where we parked at Zion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll quickly go through in order what we saw. Spent the first night in Moab at a campsite and then went to Arches National Park. 
um, saw Canyonlands, camped in Capitol Reef, uh, then went to Zion, spent a couple of days there, and then uh, ended at Lake Mead. Of those five, do you have a favorite? I think Zion was my favorite. Um, we did the Angels Landing hike, and yep. that was that was incredible. So we, that, I literally just remembered how uh, lucky we were to do it because you got your ticket, and I couldn't get my ticket because the app was down. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Can you um, just elaborate on that a little bit? Like what was the, the process and why was yeah. there an issue? So I don't remember the times, but like every day, let's say at three or 4 PM tickets open up for tram, uh, it's like free tram tickets, but you have to book them in advance for the next morning. Right. So it's a hugely competitive, everyone gets on their, um, their app and tries to register at the same time. And, it and, crashes and also the there's literally one place where you can get reliable Wi-Fi in like the entire park. So it's like five, 5 PM is when it, I guess, you know, the floodgates open. Yep. And so I like every single person from the park is just in this little area next to the lodge, all trying to use the Wi-Fi. Um, so sorry. Uh, keep going. Yeah, no, like Wi-Fi sucked, signal sucked. It's a mad dash to get tickets. You got yours and I didn't get mine. And yeah. I was like, obviously you need to go. You shouldn't waste a day on me. Like I'll be fine. There's plenty of stuff to see. So the morning of, I was like, let's try it. Like, it doesn't hurt to ask. I'll do my best. There might be a cancellation. I'll slip the Ranger a 20. Like I'm open to bribing someone. <laughs> and I don't know what the circumstance was, but like there was a ticket open. There was only one. And the person told me to wait a few minutes and I got in and was just like overjoyed. So yeah, I that was, was uh, awesome. I will say it pays to show up like regardless of like if you got in or not, just like show up and hope for the best. And, and you didn't have to slip her a 20. I felt like I should have anyways. And I didn't <laughs> hug her because it's COVID, but I probably should have. Yeah. No, you, just, was, you just used your good looks and charm and <laughs> finally paid off that trip at least <laughs> one time. Uh, yeah, that was, that was huge. Cause that definitely would have been very different doing angels landing on my own, which, which I guess um, for anyone who hasn't done angels landing, it's one of the two most popular hikes or activities to do in Zion. The other being the Narrows, um, which we did not do partially because I've already done the Narrows. I can't remember. Have you done the Narrows? I haven't. Um, I've okay. seen a lot of like slot canyons when I did the Grand Canyon. So like slot canyons weren't necessarily the thing, but Angel's Landing being so distinct of like yeah. four foot pathways and there's like, you know, cliffs on either side of you, right. the views that, that seemed like a must do. It's, pretty epic. Yeah. And you know, there's certain parts where you're literally holding on to this metal chain that is supposed to be basically your life support system. The, there was a sign at the bottom and the top, like X number of people have died over the X <laughs> period of years. And like, yeah, there were little kids on leashes and there was like a grandpa or two that was struggling and you had to like sneak past them. And yep. I didn't see any uh, major issues on the way back. So not right. anything bad <laughs> on that day. No one had to be helicoptered out. Exactly. Um, okay. So Zion was your favorite. Zion was my favorite. Arches was cool. In terms of like favorite night of camping, I would definitely say, was it the final night? No, the, 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 the night before we did Zion, when we met the uh, llama sharing, milk chugging <laughs> pastors from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Who had also started the now nationally recognized milk chugging league. <laughs> they were great. Like, like I, like during COVID you don't see anybody anymore. Like you don't uh, meet strangers and just like bond. Cause everyone's wearing a mask. It's like, it's a lot right. more like impersonal and distance. And so 
yeah, just like meeting people around a campfire was so fun. And that night was just ridiculous. That so. night was a ton of fun. That was, that was, that was my favorite night too. And yeah, and those guys were great. They were a blast. I mean, I still follow them on Instagram. Yep. Yep. I see like them the, milk chugging posts the, and the milk chugging he announcing he comes out with the champagne flute, a chocolate milk I know. The music and drinks it. I, I love how seriously they've taken it and how committed they are to this like initiative. The marketing for it's hilarious. I, it's such a random thing that we never would have seen otherwise. So. You can't make that stuff up. 100%. Uh, in terms of the trip itself, tell us a little bit more about the story. Any big surprises, favorite moments, anything along those lines? Yeah. Um, I mean, what I actually really liked about in terms of like surprise, the the shock in your voice when you found out I was your neighbor because I just moved to Piedmont. <laughs> yeah. And you you like were dumbfounded. You didn't believe that I was here. And it was, I was like, the weirdest you? thing because I was on the phone walking to Piedmont Ave. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I genuinely stopped and like looked around me and I was like, is CJ here? <laughs> like watching me? Um, but yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Cause you're like, I'm at Pete's. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll see you in three minutes. I'll just walk over. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hanging up on you. Well, that was a good way to start. So I like that in terms of surprise. Um, I don't, it was just interesting seeing like a different swath of life that we'd never participate in. So like on federal land, you can just pull over and sleep in your car. There's no, there's no Rangers. There's no service. It's just right. open land. And so it was kind of this informal, like how far you space away your RV from everyone else. And you try to snag a campfire and, I, the couple we met was super friendly and like we invited them back to our fire and they joined us. They had that friendly dog and right. Um, You're talking I, about the, the older couple from South Dakota. Yeah. They had just retired and like they, they live in that RV and, and schlep around just and sleep living in the place. life, man. Yeah. So they're, they're full-time on the road. Unlike yeah. uh, us and the Georgian pastors who was just doing it as a, as a LARP. It was just a part-time. Yeah. Gig. So I don't know if I'd want to live like that. I, I realized we didn't even have any alone time to like, do anything we were always at like not the hip because that sounds a little weird but like yeah i was right. expecting like oh maybe i'll take a little walk by myself or something it's just like it never ended up being the case it never happened yeah i was actually i was thinking that too i do a little uh, reflection where it's just a doc that i type up so i was reading that you know before we uh before we hopped on here and i do wish that i would have had some time like i brought my journal i brought a book neither of us read our books no <laughs> So it would have been cool to have that. Um, but with that said, it didn't really detract from the experience either. Yeah. We, it was either traveling or like trying to do stuff when we got there. Yep. So there was no time to just like hang out yep. on your own per se, but I don't know. I'm glad I got like a little bit of a taste of it for sure. Quite frankly, like, I think I could do like a living on the road, whether it's in an RV or a camper van um, for about a year. But if I had someone else with me, um, that's where it'd get a little bit trickier back to your point earlier about, um, you know, the privacy and just not having any alone time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that I really value. I've, I've come to learn just like through life. So that would be, that would be one big thing for me, but I really do like, I like the simplicity of that lifestyle. I'm, I'm a big sort of proponent of, of minimalism and, and, you know, it certainly forces you to be very minimalist. Agreed. Yeah. The, the past couple months I got plugged into like crypto Twitter, which moves at a million miles an hour. And so that camping trip is the opposite of it. Like at this point, I can't <laughs> even imagine what's like to be off grid anymore, but yeah, di disconnecting is super helpful. Obviously everyone knows how uh, poisoning uh, social media is for your brain. And like, yeah, when you're on the road, like, like you and I have always been good conversationalists. So like it made those long drives easy. Um, like yep. we knew each other pretty well, but it was just a good opportunity to like discuss things at length 
It seems we talked like, about a lot of stuff. I mean, we were probably on the road. Uh, I did the calculation about like 15 to 20 hours total of just drive time. Yeah. You know, we did 800 to 800 to 900 miles and you had no cell service. So we were totally disconnected. So yeah, a lot of good conversation in there. You're, you're really skilled at just like taking an idea or a concept or an event and like looking at it from multiple angles and asking questions. Cause I, I find so many conversations with people to just be about like, I have a point of view, you have a point of view. Let's just like run into each other a couple of times and <laughs> move on to the next thing. Like people aren't willing to like consider things they haven't before. Like there's sometimes resistance to like new ideas. It's like a, an ego thing. And like, you've always, you don't have much of an ego. You're, you're a very curious, inquisitive person. Uh, unlike you who has a massive ego, uh, <laughs> not well, at huge. all curious. It's huge, but it's fragile. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, right. it's like a balloon. It's like a balloon that's heavily inflated. I'm like the Hindenburg. Like it's, it's a spectacle, <laughs> but it could, it could burst it at any burst second. At any minute. Yeah. No, that was, that was really fun, man. I mean, quite frankly, I learned way more about Tesla than I, I thought I ever would. <laughs> you can, you can see my Tesla Kila up on the nice. Oh yeah. There it is. Um, but yeah, I agree with you in terms of just this notion of like, because you're stuck in this van together, it just affords the time and space to actually have a full discussion without distraction. We had an opportunity to express different perspectives, um, to ask questions to, you know, to really follow up and, and also, you know, kind of challenge each other's logic. Um, so yeah, I didn't even really think about that, but the conversation was one of the best parts. And that of course is heavily contingent on who you go with. And, and so. circumstances, because it was, it was unbounded. If we met up for coffee for an hour, exactly. exactly. You, you might be working before or after that's on your mind. What topics do you want to talk about before we move on to the next thing? It's, you have to be very judicious with your time. Yeah. When you have four hours of drive time, like there's no reason not to take any topic and try to stretch it and yeah. like, like just play with it from a different, different angle or two before yeah. you would like think of moving on to the next thing. Like, yeah, it's a different experience than how you normally interact with friends in like a time limited circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think just it's being on the open road. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to categorize um, camper van lifestyle, right? Because it's simultaneously your hotel, your mode of transportation. It feels kind of like camping in some ways, but you don't have to, you know, pack a tent. Um in general, just like how does this rank amongst, you know, other types of activities that you would typically do? I'm not a big like solo camper. I've I've gone camping a handful of times and it's it's something I will do, but it's not something I will like organize a group for myself. Um, it's definitely better than sleeping on a pad on a on the ground for sure. Like there's yeah. no there's no tent set up. I would definitely do it again. Um, I mean, it's not cheap. Like the van itself was like 200, I think a night. Yeah. Our van was, um, I jotted down a couple of things here so I wouldn't forget it. Um, we booked it through native camper vans. We got the biggie, which seats three and sleeps two semi comfortably, depending on how tall the two people are. Um, but it came with pretty much everything we needed, right? It had a propane stove. It had a sink, you know, cups, plates, utensils, um, a mini fridge, plenty of storage, LED lights, electrical outlets, and then and then the camping chairs uh, plus a table, which was uh, really clutch too. Yeah, it was a great setup. They they clearly had thought this through. So um, kudos to them for putting on a a quality rental. Because if you're gonna do something like this, you want to be somewhat comfortable. Yeah. Like 
having no chairs or no electricity, like there would have been a much different experience. Yeah. I think in total, I think it was 1300 for five days. So five days, four nights. And that's not, I mean, like I, I don't, I didn't do a breakdown, but if you look at the total cost of renting gas, food, mm-hmm. other miscellaneous supplies, it's not a cheap trip. Obviously yeah. if you bought a van and then went and did this yourself, you'd get better at it and you drive your food cost down. And like, yeah, you could, you could make it work if this was like a permanent lifestyle. This is definitely yeah. like a bougier millennial kind of experience. It was definitely a little bit bougier. I will say, um, you know, I looked at a bunch of different van companies before we ended up taking this trip. You know, I was taking a look at um, outdoorsy RV share escape vans, a few different sites and native was definitely on the higher end. So there, there are certainly cheaper options. Um, the reason that we actually ended up having to go with these guys is none of them would allow us to do the one-way trip. Right. So starting yeah. in Salt Lake city and then ending in Las Vegas. Um, and <laughs> you know, you had friends in Las Vegas that you were visiting. I was there to, uh, to go lose a ton of money <laughs> on, on uh, March madness. So, um, so we needed that element. And so that was really, that, that's why we just kind of were forced to, to go with native, but still certainly highly recommend for anyone, you know, if it's within your budget, um, I thought the van was great. The team was great. Um, so five stars from me. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. And like, if I could do it again, I would position the mattress so I could sleep lengthwise. (laughs) I'm six foot tall and the mattress was six foot width. So like I had no room to put my arm up or move. Yep. I liked it, but, uh, I think I prefer my own bed. I don't think there was, there was hardly ever a time that I, I felt uncomfortable. I mean, I remember there was one night that was kind of cold. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I was pretty good. Was that Canyonlands? I think it was. I think it was Capitol Reef. Thank you. Thank you. Wrong, wrong C. Yeah. Capitol Reef was like desolate. No one around. Um, Although the one person we did see, (laughs) you waved down and I (laughs) hear me. No, that's like the sign for help. And the dude comes over to check on us if we're okay. (laughs) I know. That was very very sweet of him. He was a, a photographer just taking pictures and he's like a tour guide to the area. So yeah, that was the one human we saw that whole like experience in uh, Capitol Reef. And then, yeah, that's the only morning I remember waking up like actually cold. The rest was fine, but that morning kind of sucked. That was actually my favorite campsite though, just because we were completely alone. It was like, it was almost a little bit terrifying. Like, oh shit. If we, and the other thing I guess we should mention is um, in Utah, there's basically like 0% cell service. So once you're out there, you're out there and you're really on your own. Um, which is why when I waved at this guy, you know, he came over, which, which was really sweet of him and in hindsight, really dumb of me, although I'm sure he, uh, he enjoyed the conversation, but, um, because of that, you really do have this sense of like, we're totally on our own. And yeah. if shit hits the fan or if our van gets stuck, you know, that's it, we got to figure something out. But I kind of liked having sort of that element of, uh, of risk. Um, and you know, we ended up just having a beautiful, delicious taco Tuesday dinner. Beautiful just chill, drink our wine, looking up at the sky. I mean, God, at night when there's no, no light pollution and you're really just out there, that was uh, spectacular. It, it's incredible. And until you do it, you don't really know what's up there. Yeah. I, when I was in the Grand Canyon, you look up, you can see the Milky Way, same thing in the middle of Utah, like yep. so far away from light pollution. It was, it was beautiful. Yep. Um, since, since we're on uh, Capitol Reef, the Louis Lamar books I read growing up were hundred percent accurate in that cow patties make for excellent fire. Starting ah, yes. Cause that's when we experimented with it. They were everywhere in this little, uh, 
like <laughs> field we parked in and that was great that made fires uh way more sustainable and easy to get going it was yeah that was actually our best fire of the whole trip 100 percent. so yeah like i think that was that was a great campsite for like how desolate it was how remote it was yeah stars were great a little cold but it's cool like there's just no one around ever which is so different yep one piece of advice bring baby wipes you will, <laughs> you will definitely want to remove dirt and grime and like yes. your water supplies might be limited so yes. bring baby wipes they're going to be a lifesaver yep that is a very good point that is and the one thing that was lacking from our van that you certainly need in in everyday life 100 uh, anything else uh, definitely download music or podcasts ahead of time. Cause you're not going to have any signal on the road. If you do want to take a break from conversation, that's a, a, a wise move in advance. Yeah. Download podcasts, music, and also your maps. Um, so that you don't get lost, which the whole theme of this trip was kind of a, a lack of agenda, a lack of anywhere we needed to be. So it didn't really disrupt our plans. If we got lost, we, we, we were in no rush to get anywhere anyway. Yeah. Like I, we might've missed a turn or two and just had to turn back, but like it was more broader planning. Um, Cause yeah, we definitely ran out of time to do like grand staircase or Escalante. Right. Um, given that any decision you make is going to be like the thing you see that day. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was cool to have a pretty free flowing agenda. Yeah. Like, um, so the last question that I was like to, to end with is what's one thing that is still on your bucket list? I thought about this because I, I don't keep a bucket list like things I'll be disappointed sure. in. Um, I, I put down Costa Rica. That's always been on my mind. I've, I've never really gone to South or Central America for that matter. So going going South would be fun. Um, I always wanted to do Germany and I did that two years ago, fortunately. But yeah, I don't I don't have a, a year of things built up that I need to accomplish like you. So <laughs> maybe maybe I'll listen to your podcast and get inspired, Jeremy. Well, I was going to say, if you want to go to Costa Rica, please take a look at episode number one, because that is uh, that episode cover is with Sebastian and Nick Levitan. CJ knows both of those guys from Zenefits. And uh, that's where we went. We went to Costa Rica, had a blast. You'll hear Sebastian talk for, you know, 90%. (laughs) I haven't heard him talk in a while. That should be fun. <laughs> uh, no, but we, uh, we, we cover a lot of, um, uh, I think we cover a lot of helpful stuff about Costa Rica. Actually, I have no idea. It, it might be a complete shit show to a, a listener who wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, this podcast might be entirely self-serving, but who cares? It was your trip. So yeah, who cares? you you did all the work, so you get exactly. to enjoy whatever this turns into. <laughs> Reflecting and remembering the trip. Hopefully there's at least one or two nuggets in there that would be helpful for you. Um, but yeah, man, Costa Rica is awesome. Is there any reason you haven't been? Good question. Um, I want to say basically since COVID is when I began to have a little bit more of, I mean, a nest egg sounds like incorrect, but I'm not broke and I have free time now. So yeah, at this point, there's nothing keeping me back. And like remote work is more prevalent. People don't care where you are. It's, it's yeah. Like Costa Rica is on a close enough time zone to the West coast that like no one should care where you are as long as you have Wi-Fi. So totally. do you speak Spanish? Uh, un poquito, pero no mucho. <laughs> so I could, I won't starve if I go there, but I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not fluent. I mean, depending on where you are, you definitely do not need to speak a lick of uh, Spanish. We, we met plenty of folks there that had been living there for three to six months, still didn't speak any Spanish and they were doing just fine. 
Cool. Cool. That's good. Yeah, man. Make it happen. Um, obviously I am happy to, uh, answer any questions or, uh, if you, uh, if you have, have them, I'll hit you up for some, uh, tour guide consulting ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks again, dude. That was super fun. I appreciate you hopping on. And uh, I also appreciate you doing a little bit of your research. Much well, you know, I, I knew the podcast would struggle. And so I wanted to bring my A game to raise <laughs> the level of conversation. So you're welcome. I, yeah, I there did, you go. Thanks, I man. Yeah, I'll send you your check and your, your checks in the mail. <laughs> Just play tennis. We'll call it even. <laughs> All right, Siege. Sounds good, man. I'm sure I'll see you very soon. All right. Sounds good. Later, Jeremy. Later, bud.